0: Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all bills all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long because it's always game day in Buffalo. Welcome back, everybody, to another week, another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Matt Bovee joined by Sal Capaccio. So Sal, now one-in-one. One. I think the vibes this week, a lot different than they were at this time last week. You know, seven days ago, the sky, were, sky was falling. And now, you know, there's a little bit of optimism around the team again. It's funny how that can change that fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... Not only that, um, I don't think that people realize maybe even to the level of how well the Bills played as much as they are feeling good about them. The highest scoring team in the league in week number two, the largest margin of victory of any game in week two against the Las Vegas Raiders. Seems like everything is back to where it is. But you're right. The vibe. It's great. People feeling good. Josh Allen earns AFC Offensive Player of the Week. <laughs> it's ah! Ridiculous. Week one, nothing to see here. Just moving on. But they're still in a hole from week one. We'll see how that resolves itself over the next couple of weeks with Washington and then Miami come to Buffalo, but we still got to get there first. You're right. I feel it from the fans still have fans a little bit apprehensive after that week one performance, but I think week two really kind of made people feel a whole heck of a lot better.
0: Yeah. And even like at practice, it's just the team more upbeat. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they're overlooking anybody by any stretch or anything even close to that, but you can just tell they're looser. They're having a little bit more fun. They're enjoying themselves a little bit more. They were on edge last week. I think Mm. they realized that they missed an opportunity week one and they needed to respond in a big way, but now it's about stacking wins. Now it's about, about not just winning a game. It's about winning multiple games and then going on a run and kind of retaking your spot as the top team in the AFC East, one of the top teams in the NFL. So, you know what this is a tricky task for them though like i think washington's i don't even want to say a sneaky good team like i could see washington pushing for a playoff spot in the nfc this is the best start they've had in a long time their defensive line is disruptive they have playmakers and there's something about sam howell and i just respect his game that he takes risks he takes shots he can make big time throws he's got arm talent like I think when you take all of those things and you piece them together, you've got a team that will not go down easy. And this is going to be a really tough matchup for the bills.
1: Did you see the throw he made to Terry McLaurin, the one that's Stupid. been going viral from the, from, the, from the the back angle?
0: Amazing. Stupid.
1: Great, great throw. That's Josh Allen level stuff. It really is. It's a Josh um, got Allen a throw. Arm. Yeah. And and he fitted in a tight window post pattern there. They have a lot of talent on offense, no doubt about it. Um, if there's one thing about him that, I've got from some people in Washington and you're, I know that you spoke with one of them. We're going to have here in a little while. Sometimes he might tend to hold on to the ball a little bit too long, but that's because yeah. he's trying to make a play yeah. and he does make a play oftentimes. Right. So, yeah. you know, that, that that's where that comes from, but you're right. I think the poise he's shown, I give Ron Rivera credit. I mean, last year, everybody's like, you're sticking with Sam Howell this off season. You're sticking with Sam Howell." Yep. Mm-hmm. They're sticking with Sam Howell, and he's rewarding them right now.
0: Yeah, and you also combine that with Eric Bieniemy, who yep. I think was just looking for an opportunity to showcase himself as a coach and say, it's not just that I'm with Patrick Mahomes. I know how to draw an offense up. I know how to get guys open. I know how to have my quarterback make big plays. And so far, so good for Washington. And to your point about him holding onto the ball a little bit, that makes the injuries for the Bills that much more interesting because Leonard Floyd on the injury report, he doesn't practice on Wednesday. Will they have Leonard Floyd available? Because for the Bills, the defensive line has been a really, really strong area up to this point. I think they've all kind of exceeded expectations. But if you lose maybe your top guy, at least for the time being, that's a really tough blow. That's tough to overcome. You like what you've gotten from Epinesa. You like what you've had from some of the depth pieces. But you don't want to have to try that, right? You want to make sure that you've got your full team. Mm -hmm. I think Leonard Floyd's going to play, but... I don't know if he has any sort of setback, then why risk he, it? Right? He thinks he's going to play. He says he thinks he's going to play. play. He I, I, you know what play? I keep
1: thinking about though, Matt? I keep thinking about Gabe Davis with the ankle last year. Yep. You know, Gabe Davis. He sat out one week and then he came back and you could say he never was truly right. Cause they never really no. allowed him. And this is not a criticism because he, he wants to play and he's good enough to play, but you wonder if they'd maybe shut him down for a few weeks and he says, okay, I'm going to get this right. Maybe mm-hmm. last season, goes a little bit differently for him. And he still had a good year, but you could tell he was kind of fighting it. I wonder if that's where they are with Leonard Floyd here in week three, because this is apparently maybe in a reaggravation even of a, an ankle that he was dealing with. And you wonder, okay, is he going to go out there and play? And if he does, how compromised is he? See if a chance to, you know, uh, re-injure it? And can he really get fully healthy? So I wonder, and what's interesting is if he doesn't play, the guy that would be active would be Kingsley Jonathan. Kingsley Jonathan would be the extra defensive end because he's on the roster. Kingsley Jonathan's the guy who last week Spencer Brown credited with giving him the best scout team look he's ever had, pretending to be Max Crosby, which is super interesting. So my thought was, we'll get Kingsley Jonathan on the field then if he's doing that. Well, unfortunately, it could come at the expense of Leonard Floyd's injury. I don't know. We'll see. They could also elect just to say we're going to take it easy on Leonard for a week and then let this thing heal up a little bit and have him ready to play the Miami Dolphins.
0: You're right. And that's probably the smart thing to do, but it is a bit concerning because like I said, I think Washington's tough. I think you need your full team to go out there. You could go into Washington and get a win with, uh, you know, banged up Bill's roster. But you don't want to try that. You don't want to tempt your fate and potentially fall to one and two staring Miami in the face next week. One of the teams that I think has really impressed a lot of people and potentially just be trying to play catch up for the entire season. So it's going to be interesting what they do. The optimistic sign of this is that one, he thinks he's going to play in two There have been so many good, impressive performances from the defensive line this year that I think you do trust Greg Rousseau. You trust Ed Oliver. You trust Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips. He was out today with an illness, but it did not seem like it was going to be anything that stretches further into the week. So you have playmakers on the line. If he is out, you just, you know, hope that he's not out if you're a Bills fan.
1: Yeah, and if um, Micah Micah Hyde can't go, I think that would mean Damar Hamlin would be up for the first time this year. Now, the good news on Micah is he, as you pointed out on the last podcast, he did podium after the game, which is generally a sign that it's not Mm -hmm. too concerning. And then he was actually out on the practice field, kind of walking around and doing some things. It was really bad. You generally wouldn't have that with a hamstring. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm encouraged, but at the same time, you're talking about a 33-year-old safety here Mm -hmm. and 32-year-old safety. And, you know, you want to make sure that he's good for the long haul. And if that were the case, then Damar Hamlin would be the guy that would have to go out there and look, this is an Washington team with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in the backfield, but Mm -hmm. Terry McLaurin, uh, Jahan Dodson. Yeah. And I mean, Curtis Samuel, these guys, they, they, they have a good group of pass catchers and Logan Thomas who, who's in concussion protocol though, you you know, the Colt Logan Thomas, we all love him from in Buffalo, you know, and, uh, the story, his personal story and things like that. And he's done a really good job. But that would be a big blow for them if they don't have me. Took a big shot last week from Kareem yeah. Jackson of the Denver Broncos, who wasn't suspended. Maybe should have been. Second time in two weeks he's had a shot like that. Um, but that's something that they're dealing with. But with him, that would even change the dynamic even more with the pass catchers they have.
0: I, I think I'm willing to say this is the best group of skill position players they've played this season. Is that a stretch? Right? I mean, you think about the Jets, and you had Brees Hall coming off of an injury, and Garrett Wilson is, you know, one. He's really good. But after that, I don't think you were overly concerned about Alan Lazard or about Randall Cobb or about Delvin Cook. Then you go to last week, Devontae Adams, once again, awesome. But after that, Hunter Renfro had one catch in the fourth quarter. Jacoby Myers missed the game because of a concussion. Josh Jacobs, I know he was the rushing champ, but the week before he averaged two and a half yards a carry, and then you held him to negative yards in the entire game. I think when you look at the group in totality, this will be the most skill the Bills have gone up against because of McLaurin, of Dotson, of Gibson, especially in screen passes. I think he burned them for a deep one years ago when they came here to Buffalo in like week three, he had like an 80 yard touchdown or something. Brian Robinson has been playing really well. Like you said, Curtis Samuel, they've got speed. And speed is something that concerns me with a Bill secondary that's getting a little bit older as, and somebody who's like Sam Howell, who's a playmaker. I, I think that they should be able to hold up, but a lot of it falls on the defensive line. They they got to get there. And also Terrell Bernard was limited, right? What do you do yeah. if he can't go or if he has a setback?
1: Yeah, if he has a setback. I mean, limited on Wednesday is generally an encouraging sign that he'll play. And look, I mean, yeah, the Bills are still relatively healthy. I mean, they have Von Miller on top. Oh, pub, very but, healthy. But, but very very take a look healthy. at the round the league. I mean... There's injuries everywhere. Running backs are dropping everywhere. There's injuries. I know this is not. Th- these are guys that are a little banged up. We'll see where they go. But don't. I don't want to paint the picture here that the Bills are in some dire. Oh, my gosh. Look at all these injuries. They still have a very healthy roster pretty much all all in all. And they're going to need you know, as many hands on deck to, to beat the Washington Commanders on the other side of the ball. Uh, a guy. Hey, we can talk about the same thing with the Commanders. Deron Payne missed practice on Wednesday with an mm-hmm. ankle injury. He's one yeah. of the best in the business. He's playing He's at awesome. an also level right now so in the good. interior. And this game, to me, is going to come down to the Bills' ability or inability to control that Washington defensive line, which has first-round picks all over the place, and they're playing out of their mind right now with Mm -hmm. Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the corner and then Allen and Deron Payne in the center. I mean, I just think this is going to be a really, really tough task.
0: It is. And this goes back to the Jets game and how the Bills handled the pass rush from the Jets and the mistakes that it forced Josh Allen into making. Can you make sure that you do not make those mistakes? Because besides the defensive line, there are opportunities against this defense. It's not to say that they're slouches, but look what Denver did to them last week. Mm -hmm. You can put up points. If Denver can put up points, you better be able to put up points. So, yeah, a lot of this is going to fall on their interior offensive line. Osiris Torrance just continues to get thrown into the fire here. I think they've liked what they've gotten from McGovern. And Mitch Morse is, you know, just Mr. Consistent in the middle there. It, it, it is a tough matchup. I mean, it's a road game in the NFL against a team that was 500 last year. That's 2-0 to start the season. Obviously, there's a ton of excitement around that team, not just from the football side of things, but also from the new ownership side of things. Commanders fans are fired up. And I think the Bills are going into a pretty hostile environment. Not one that they can't handle, right? I mean, they started the season on 9-11 against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Like they've played in some big time environments. This won't be anything like that. But, you know, it, it just makes a tough matchup a little bit a little bit more tough.
1: What did I read? Like 170 alums also for Washington coming. Like they're they're treating this game as a homecoming game for them in the mm-hmm. sense of they're going to put out all the stops to try and beat the Buffalo Bills.
0: And to talk more about the matchup, we actually chatted with Craig Hoffman. He's from the Take Command podcast. So for more on what you need to know, getting ready for this matchup on the other sideline, we'll hear from him.